0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man, Grayson Boone, and we are talking all things basketball today. We have a massive weekend of games coming in in terms of our men going on the road to take on Wake Forest and our women's team playing Notre Dame in what could be an upset that could get us back on track to kind of where we wanted to be and where we uh, kind of expected and thought we'd be, and it is in Reynolds. So, you know, we're, we're going to talk all that because there is plenty to be excited about, to get up for, to be jazzed about, geeked about, whatever words you want to use to to express how excited you are. There are plenty of reasons to be that this weekend for NC State. But before we get into that, I've got to tell you that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So, Grayson, are you ready to dive headfirst into an action-packed weekend of ball? Let's get after it. Let's let's shoot some hoops. All righty. Well, let's talk about some making buckets and getting stops, hopefully, on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack.
1: You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So Grayson, we start off this weekend with a game that will be taking place uh, shortly after this will be finished recording. In terms of our men's basketball team being on the road and taking on um, Wake Forest and, you know, it's never an easy time to win in Winston-Salem, but especially this year where, you know, you, you lose a, a ACC player of the year candidate in Alondis Williams. And somehow as a team, as a cohesive unit, you get better with, with guys stepping up and, and all that good stuff. And so this is a, a, a Wake Forest team that's right there in contention for a, a spot in the tournament as well. Tell me a little bit what you think this game means to NC State and Wake Forest at this point in the season.
1: It's a big one. It's a very big one. I would argue that this game on the road might be even bigger than the one we played in Chapel Hill just last weekend. But humongous opportunity. We're tied with Wake Forest right now in the ACC standings. Um, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, Wake Forest has been a pretty, uh, pretty good surprise this year in the ACC. They've played kind of above their expectation this year. They have a lot of dynamic playmakers on offense. They're a little bit weak on the defensive side of the ball. We'll break that down in a second. But, you know, they, they will come at you. They're, they're going to score to a high rate. So we need to make sure we're bringing our, our defense with us out to Winston-Salem. And uh, I want some ice cream, man. I want ice cream so bad today. We've had a lot of struggles over the years going over to Winston and playing over there. Uh, I hope we can nip that, bud to, nip that in the bud today. I hope Keats is looking at ice cream parlors in the Winston area because uh, they need to hit one today. We need some ice cream.
0: And you know what? And looking at this game, like you said, it is a big one. But when I talk about when I talk about, it's not just about winning the games that you're supposed to win. It's about avoiding losses that you're not supposed to have. Now, realistically, right? When in looking at this game from a standpoint of uh, what the experts say or believe is going to happen, or whatever the case is going to be. Vegas has um, Wake Forest favored by three and a half. Of course, we know that home court advantage is for about three points. So really, Vegas is saying this is a push more or less, but NC State is on the road. Here's my thing about the game and why it's so important in avoiding losses that you are supposed to uh, not have. NC State right now is um, our net rating is 43 or 43rd in the country, right? Wake Forest is 68 we objectively cannot yes we're tied in conference yes both teams are very similar in terms of uh wake force being 14 to 7 overall nc state being 16 to 5 but the reality is simple in terms of again not giving latitude to a not giving solid footing to hey does this team need to be in the tournament or out you need to win games like this And yes, Wake Forest does come with a very balanced attack. They come with four players, I believe, that are averaging double digits on a season. They come with a a situation where Appleby can get off, Guthrie can get off, Monsanto can get off, all of these different guys. can. Any night could be their night. But the reality is they have struggled with really, really good perimeter players. And with that being said, I don't think that there are a lot of premier big man scores in today's college basketball game, the likes of a, a DJ Burns. And so we we have there are some spots where we can get in, take advantage and make some shake in that regard.
1: Yeah. And uh, this this is a big game, not just for us, but also for Wake Forest. You know, I think they're on a two game skid right now. They just lost a tough one the other night against Pitt. Uh, so they need this game just as bad as we do. They're going to be getting up for it. It's a big home game for them. Uh, you know, anytime one of the big four plays each other, you know, it's you don't have to you don't have to hype it too much because it's already getting the excitement it deserves. So Wake's going to show up. We need to make sure we show up um, just getting off the bus, given that defensive intensity. Um, if you want to get into the keys, I can I can go ahead and start that. But, uh, you know, I think a really big point of emphasis for us in this game is going to be rebounding. Now, that goes without saying, but. When you're playing against a wake forest that is good as they are offensively, we can't give them second opportunities. We need to make sure we're crashing the boards, taking away, you know, extra rebounds that they need to hit another three or you know, make something else happen. We got to make sure we take take that away as much as we possibly can. Uh, so that's gonna fall in the hands of you know, an E B Duana, a a Ernest Ross, a Greg Gantt. Really big opportunity for them to step up, play some key minutes, grab some keyboards. Uh, we're gonna need all the help we can get because they are they are offensively very strong.
0: Absolutely, you know what? I want you to get into your keys because I want to know what is the recipe for getting us some ice cream in this game. What is the recipe for for snagging a road win in Western Salem, which has kind of eluded some very good teams this year, including the team that's at, atop the conference right now in Clemson.
1: Right. So yeah, like I just mentioned, rebounding is gonna be a big one. Uh, Wake Forest kind of struggles with rebounding at times. So uh, we, I mean, we need to get in there and just take care of business, clean up the boards, Uh, talking to DJ Burns as well. Need to clean up the boards, team rebounding, box out, outlet passes, make sure that we are not giving them any extra opportunities. Now, that being said, we also need to focus on creating turnovers. Uh, After our performance the other night against Notre Dame, I believe we're now first in the ACC in turnover margin. Uh, After only turning the ball over two times the other night, that was awesome. A performance like that would go a long way today. So create havoc on the defensive end, make Wake uncomfortable, and make sure we're taking the ball or taking good care of the ball for us offensively. Uh, you know, creating a bunch of turnovers for a team that you know prides themselves on their offense that can very quickly take them out of the game that they're trying to play. So we need to make sure we're getting the steals, getting the blocks, closing closing out on screens, closing out on rebounds just get after the the basketball. Um, and then third and finally, my, I mean, goes without saying this, in my opinion, needs to be a Terquavion Smith game. I need him to be efficient, not just in shooting, but in passing. Um, I think a big recipe for success is if, if the Wolfpack win, Terquavion will have 21, at least 21 points and six assists. I think if he doesn't hit both of those marks, I don't know if we come out with a W here. So we need efficient shooting as well. Like we mentioned, Wake really struggles uh, guarding the perimeter. That opens up a lot of opportunities for Jaquavion, for Casey Morcell, for Jarquel Joiner. We need to make sure we're creating those perimeter opportunities and knocking them down when we get them.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm going to say this. In looking at these teams overall, NC State is the number – we are the number one scoring offense in the conference, right? Averaging more points per game than anybody else by .1 point over the uh, boys and Baby Blue from down the street. And Wake Forest is, statistically speaking, one of the worst defenses um, in terms of points allowed. But that is because of the style of basketball that they play and the style of basketball that we play. So what do I mean by that? The style of basketball that Wake Forest plays, they are very perimeter-oriented. They are very much so – In a a they operate on a standpoint of if you can get an open three, you need to take it. And with that being said, a lot of threes being shot leads to what? Long rebounds. What do long rebounds lead to? Transition opportunities. Like you said, that six assist number, if we were playing the team that was very slow paced, very half court, grit and grind out, all right. That may be asking a lot of Traquega. But in a game where I feel like this would be an up-and-down-the-court-a-lot type of game, the opportunities will be there. He'll be the guy with the ball in his hands on, on a good amount of those um, fast breaks or transition opportunities. And it's it's incumbent upon him and Jarquel Joyner to find the guys that are open, find the cutters to the rim, find the guys open from deep and all that. And that, to me, is where you can see those, those – uh, six assists come in at and so with that being said if you had to give a prediction for this game what do you got
1: ah uh, i mean you know like i said wake needs this bad needs this game just as bad as we do um like you just mentioned this this is going to be a very fast paced game it's going to be up tempo probably from first whistle to last whistle so uh it's going to be imperative we cause havoc it's going to be imperative we get down the floor in transition. Maybe I'm looking through some red colored glasses, but I like us today. I think we can pull this out. Um, I think we can cause enough havoc defensively and make sure we're getting the open shots, crashing the boards. I got NC State 84, Wake Forest 79. It's a close one. um, And I think it's going to come down to free throw shooting in the end. Something that we have been good at recently. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put a hex on Jarkel Joyner, but he has put uh, a lot of free throws in consecutively. I will not say the number because I'm not going to jinx him, but he's hit a lot of them in a row. Um, so we're going to need that today at the end of the game, in my opinion.
0: If he misses a free throw today, Wolfpack Nation, we are blaming <laughs> Grayson Boone as a collective. You never talk about the kick. I didn't, t- I didn't say how many. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I agree with you that I see Wake Forest scoring exactly 79 points. However, I, I do disagree with you on um, the 84 part for NC State. I've got NC State winning an extremely close game, 80 to 79. And let me tell you why. I think, I, I believe, I'm, in my heart of hearts, I believe that we have the better decision makers with the ball late. I believe that Jarkel Joyner is the guy who we have the ball in his hands um, late in order to kind of make a play in terms of, depending on how their defense plays it, he has he has been extremely effective receiving the ball at that high post area, which you don't. That's not something that you normally see out of a smaller guard, out of a guard that's not a big body guy. And I feel like if we don't do anything else, if we don't know anything about anything, about drawing up plays, about winning time, and about all that, Jarkel at that high post area against a team that struggles to defend perimeter uh players who are who excel at multiple things giving him the option giving him a a go of like all right we've got some action going on over here maybe some maybe a, a little pin down or some floppy action working on the backside, and then he's on the front side with maybe a shooter in the corner and then you get him at that area with Aquavian probably at the top of the key maybe a little deep to knock down a, a potential d3 to win it I think that's a great opportunity for us. I think that that's a moment that we look at and say, you know what? This game, because honestly and truly, I believe that we'll, you know, I believe that this game will be super back and forth, super up and down. I think that they have, um, I think that they'll come out more desperate than we are. I think they'll, they shouldn't, I. Yeah. I. they shouldn't because they shouldn't, this team, like I said multiple times, Keats is coaching for his coaching life here. That's That's the reality. They shouldn't. But I have a sneaky feeling that they will come out more desperate than us. But as the game goes on, if we can withstand the initial punch that I I feel like is coming, as the game goes on, we'll kind of be closer and closer and closer. We'll take a lead, and then at the end, we'll kind of make some faulty decisions that make it close. Because you know we can't ever we can't ever just win by fifteen twenty. We got to keep that'd be, it. Close. That'd be way too easy, man. Exactly, it'd be way too easy for the cardiac pack. So we're gonna we're gonna make it close. But I feel like we'll have something good happen at the end there because, again, although I haven't seen much to indicate that we know how to draw up many plays at the end of a game, I believe that we've seen enough of what works to know, all right, this is what works in these moments and this is what we need to get uh, this situation to. So we'll see. We'll see as to whether or not we're right and and we'll see as to whether or not we just lost some folks some money or won some folks some money with our predictions here. And speaking of winning and losing money, I've got to talk to you all about FanDuel. Folks, it is simple. It is easy. The NFL playoffs are here. College basketball is here. The NHL is here and in full swing. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that's where we want you to go in terms of all of your sports betting needs. That's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, to player props. Doesn't matter. They've got it all. Plus you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. So, football fans, basketball fans, hockey fans, by the way, if you saw those ice pack jerseys, even if you ain't a hockey fan, even if you ain't a hockey fan, you might need to get into one of those. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book of the NFL. So, Grayson, we're, we've talked about the men's game, but now we've got a battle of two ranked teams in Notre Dame coming on into Reynolds. and uh, this is a game in which again, this we have seen this women's basketball team going a little bit of a snide and we've seen this women's basketball team kind of pull themselves out of the snide with two straight wins. does do does their winning way, do their winning ways continue? in this game words are beating me up this morning do their winning ways continue in this game
1: it's an uphill battle uh to say the least Notre dame is extremely solid uh they just played the florida state team that whooped up on us and Notre dame killed them so they are the real deal um uh, you know unfortunately for Notre dame they did lose their three-point specialist in darren darren mabry um you know that that sucks she's a great player hate to see her you know lose out on the rest of the season uh to an acl but um Notre Dame, they got a lot of dynamic playmakers. We witnessed this firsthand uh, when we saw them in the Sweet 16 last year in the women's tournament. You know, in all intents and purposes, they had us beat there at the end of the game. We yeah. found a way to claw back and take that game away from them. Uh, you have to imagine that's going to be at the forefront of their mind today when they're coming into Reynolds. They're going to be angry about that loss last year. They're going to want to get some revenge today. Um They have the team to get the revenge, unfortunately. They are a very, very good, very sound fundamental basketball team. Uh, But, you know, you look at NC State, we've kind of turned things around a bit with wins last week against Miami and uh, on the road against Louisville. A win today would really, really help our progress moving forward, you know, finishing, finishing the ACC season through February, going into the tournament. A win today would build a tremendous amount of momentum, knocking off a team like in Notre Dame, especially here in Reynolds. You know, we, we've all witnessed firsthand how rowdy Reynolds can get when the when the fans bring it. Uh, there's they're gonna be sold out in Reynolds this weekend. I believe the women's basically sell out every game in Reynolds this year. I keep seeing sold out posts on their Instagram. So, you know, ah man, it's it's tough. It's gonna be a tough game. Westmore's is going to have to get the absolute most out of this team, team, team rebounding, you know, making the extra pass, finding the ground transition. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough.
0: You know, when I look at this game, I see, uh, I see two teams that are kind of in the opposite shoes of where they were last year when they met, right? You've got one team that has that, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in them, and that you don't know sometimes which NC State team you're going to get because when they're locked in defensively and all that, and when they're when the seniors are are leading the charge offensively, this is a team that can beat anybody. But when they're kind of in that malaise defensively, where it's like, eh, do we really want to try that hard today? We've seen us get run out of the gym by anybody, and you know, no offense to Florida State. That team is not 21 points better than this team player for player, but that's what happens when you sit there and you don't prepare the right way, and, and you're not um, and, and you're not locked in defensively in, in terms of getting your assignments down and knowing, hey, Latson is their best player; she is the the engine that makes this train go. We've done it earlier with Caitlin Clark that hey, if you cut off the head of the snake, the body does not know where to go. But we we couldn't do it there. So last year we saw that with Notre Dame in terms of like they were the team that was mercurial, up and down. You didn't know, and we were the older team that was the the pride of the conference, the leaders, the the ones who had the core that had been together forever. Well, now that's Notre Dame, right? Olivia Miles seems like she's been there for for quite some time doing her thing. Maddie Westbelt seems like she's been there for forever doing her thing, and and so. You look at this game and you say, Well, last year they did beat us in the regular season, despite the fact that everybody thought, Oh, they're good, but they're not ready yet. They found a way due to matchups and them just having a hot shooting night, us having an off shooting night. I think the same thing can work in NC State's favor here. I don't think that there are three better players in the conference suited to contain an Olivia Miles because I don't think you ever stop a player like that I think you can hope to contain her I don't think that there are many players in the conference better suited to do so than Tanaya Rivers if you look at the job that she did on Haley Van Litt yes Haley was having an off night yes Haley got to her spots at times and just missed shots that she normally missed but again not allowing the easy buckets is part of that because really, really good players, sometimes they just need to see one or two go through the hoop. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, my right hand starts tingling a little bit. I I may not be able to miss here for my next five or six shots. But when you deny those easy buckets and you make everything tough on them, that's where you win. I'm looking at Sanaya and Madison Hayes as two players that are going to be, um, probably going to be on Olivia Miles' lot. And I'm looking at those two and saying, hey, y'all got a task up ahead of you. You've got a tall task ahead of you. How are you going to handle it? And for our for our seniors offensively, y'all have a tall task because this Notre Dame team, it's not just Olivia Miles that can get hot. When they get hot, it's like the, it spreads through the whole team and all of a sudden, they go on these streaks where they can't miss. Very similar to where we were last year. So with that being said, if you can do what they did last year and withstand those punches, because they're going to have some moments where they throw some big haymakers at you, and if you can keep it within striking distance and make some plays in winning time, we can come away with a win here.
1: Yeah, so you know, I picked a I picked a men's player to kind of hone in to, hone in on Tay. Oh my gosh, for today, uh, my women's player for the Notre Dame is going to be Camille Hobby. Um, mm. I think she's kind of been up and down this year. Um, this this is a game where just as bad as anyone else, we need her to step up. We need her to be that defensive presence in the key, make sure that they are not getting those easy buckets like you just mentioned, um, but making sure you're creating and converting the looks that you do get with the hook shots, the easy layups. Got to make sure we're cleaning up on the inside on the boards. Um, I'm looking at Camille Hobby to to be a, be a, a fierce presence for this women's team to try and get this W on Sunday. I think, you know... We need somebody to step up. That's not always just Jada Boyd. That's not always just an rivers. Uh, you know, it's going to take more than just those two, um, a Jakiya Brown Turner. She needs to have a big game, but I think Camille hobby is going to be the ultimate key uh, to whether or not the Wolfpack can pull this game out.
0: And so with that being said, when you look at this game and you talk about who's who, who you're looking at to, to make a big impact for me personally, I'm looking at Jada Boyd, and I know that she's a little bit hobbled. She's been a little bit um, injured lately and all that good stuff. But again, offensively, I'm looking at our seniors to get the job done here, and more so than our seniors getting the job done offensively, there is a very important part to this in that they like to get out and run, but they get out and run because Lauren Ebo, the starting center uh, for, for Notre Dame, is one of the best outlet passers that I've seen in in women's basketball in quite some time. And she is, again, Olivia Miles is the, the engine that gets it going. But to a certain extent, if Olivia Miles is the engine, Ebo is a little bit of the conductor and saying, all right, this is as soon as I get this defensive rebound, I'm going to find my, my guys up court. I'm going to find somebody that's open to get us in the transition. And so if you can keep her off the boards or potentially get her in foul trouble, you're going to establish a very different rhythm for that offense than would be otherwise if she's uh, having a big night on the boards and a big night scoring down low. Because we all know when bigs get the score, that's when they get their most involved, they get their most active. And, of course, at 6'4", you're going to be a a somewhat decent rim protector at minimum, and she's a lot better than somewhat decent at doing that. So I agree. We're both looking in the front court for this game, but I'm going to name one more player. Diamond Johnson has to have a big night. When they uh, took us down last year, it was because Olivia Miles had a good night. It was because they found ways to get scoring from multiple sources, but their star showed up. Diamond Johnson has to show up and be the star that we all know she is. That, that is the player to me. Her and Jada Boyd are two players to me that I'm looking at and saying, hey, this game is largely going to be dependent on y'all. And if we get a Jakia Brown Turner siding where she go ahead and drop some 15, 17 on, I ain't gonna be mad at it. I ain't gonna be, you know, it ain't gonna be upsetting to me. It ain't gonna upset me and my homegirls if she does so. So with that being said, give me your prediction for this game, Grayson.
1: okay, I'll I'll put it to you like this. If NC State comes out with the win, it is because we find a way to out rebound Notre Dame. They're a fierce rebounding team. We're gonna have to find a way to out-rebound them. We're going to have to find a way to limit our turnovers, creating and converting the opportunities that we do get uh, on the offensive side of the ball. If if we can play play team basketball, team rebound, I'm going to go with NC State 72, Notre Dame 68. It's going to be, if we win, if, I keep saying if, it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be... Very intensely matched. Uh, Notre Dame's going to bring the the ferocity. Um, If we do all the things right, I hate relying on luck as something you need to look for in a game because, you know, that's not ever anything you can control. Um, I think we're going to have to rely on maybe Notre Dame having an off day. Uh, You know, they just can't find a way to put the ball in the bucket. But Mm -hmm. if we do all the little things right, I think we can pull this out.
0: Well, I'm I'm gonna say this, and I've you know I've done this before, and um, I'm always glad to be wrong when this happens. Always very glad to be wrong when this happens. I'm gonna have to go against the pack here. I'm gonna, oh I'm man, you to did it. it! I'm gonna have to do it, and it hurts my heart to do this, but I've I've got to do it because there we are looking at a situation where we have a lot of players who can show up who can when they're flowing they're they get really hot they get really good and we are as a team again like i said the defensive intensity when it's there it's there and it, we're locked in it feels like at times this team believes that they have a switch that they can flip but they're not that talented with all due respect they, they are a good team but like when I think about teams with a a switch that they can flip, that means that you are head and shoulders above everybody else, and that's the way that I would believe in that team to be the top ten team in the country, right? So if you look at, uh, so for example, Georgia football, they had times this year where it was like they're just like, eh, it's all right, we'll we'll flip a switch and we'll we'll get you, we'll throttle you. They could, they could do that, right? You look at the Chiefs in 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 the NFL. The Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes. Of course they have a switch. Of course they can like, oh yeah, we can kind of turn on the false and then roll there. You look at um, you look at the NBA and over the past few years, it's been the Warriors who have like, oh yeah, we've got a switch, we can flip. Again, all of these teams are head and shoulders above their competition per se. And yes, I know the Warriors in the middle of a four game losing streak. Yes, I know that the Chiefs are about to play a team that is and 3-0 against them with Joe Burrow quarterback. I, I understand all that. But I'm saying, as a generality, they are, compared to the average, much, much more talented, miles ahead. So, with that being said, I don't think that they'll be able to flip on the switch this time. Um, And I I think that we do play focused, intent defense, but I think the offense ends up being the problem in this game. I've got us losing a low-scoring slugfest. 55 to 42. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Man. Yeah, That's I, I think we, I think we do a good job of containing them. But I think offensively, I, I don't know why, but it just feels like all season we've kind of struggled to have back to back or consistently good offensive performances against some of the better teams um in in the nation defensively. And Notre Dame is not a nothing to, to scoff at defensively. And um, we, I, I just, I don't see us, I don't see us getting there. I don't, and I know 42 would be our season low in terms of scoring, but I don't know. I just, I feel like we're going to struggle today. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hoping and wishing and praying that I'm wrong. But that's just how I see this thing shaking out. Stick with us. After a quick word from our sponsors, we're going to land this thing. So, Grayson, in conclusion, you've got two Wolfpack wins. I've got one win by our win, men, one loss by our women. Uh, so it is a possibility that both of us end up wrong here. And it could be um, that only our women end up winning and, and not our men's team. But with that being said, um, in, terms of, in terms of how these two programs are, are heading, I honestly and truly see this as like a really, really great time for NC State basketball in that there's an expectation amongst our women's basketball team that's like, wait a minute, we're not we, we have more than three regular season losses. What's happening here? And with our men's team, we're heading in an area where not only do we feel like we have a chance in each game, we feel like you should win this game against another quality opponent. You should win this game. I don't believe Wake Forest is quad one. I don't believe, I think they're quad two, but you still feel like, hey, we should win this. We got a shot here and we should win this game. So I I think all in all, the men's basketball team is headed in the right direction. The women's basketball team, everything is cyclical. You will not be the best team in the conference forever, but even still, I'm looking at this women's team optimistic because again, you've got I want to say what at least Diamond Johnson is what a junior now. So you've I got oh so, yeah junior. You've got and I believe she has a COVID year as well. Or am I incorrect there? I believe. She uh, got, a, you got yeah, technically, yeah, I think she should. So you've got at least one more year of Diamond. You've got at least Sonia Rivers transferred into a sophomore. So you got two more years of her. You've got I mean. So many players here who, like, yes, you would have loved to take advantage of of Mimi Collins transferring in and and, uh, River Baldwin transferring in. And you would you would have loved to see us have the ability to kind of, you know, take them to uh, deep into NCAA tournament or national championship type territory right away, which that doesn't look like it'll be the case this year. But again, could be wrong there as well. But with that being said, I think that they're in a good situation as well to where. Again, neither of these teams are are. I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is a destitute program. Something needs to change. Something needs to happen. I think they're both going the course the right way.
1: No, and uh, you know something we said in another episode. Outside of legitimately just being undefeated, what more could you want as an NC State basketball fan? You know what we saw out of the men's team last year, the bottom of the barrel. Um, credit the Keats, outstanding job in the transfer portal, bringing in these stars that are very me- uh, very well meshed together to create the product that we're seeing uh, you know, if we win today at wake forest, I believe it'll be our best month of January since like 2002 uh, with a six and one record in January. That's outstanding. Um, what do any of us would any of us have predicted to find us uh, ourselves in this position? Probably not, but here we are. It's very exciting. We're, we're in the mix in the middle of the ACC kind of fighting to get toward the top half of the ACC. Um, but very exciting. I'm just as excited for this women's team. This is a humongous opportunity at home against Notre Dame. Uh, so much so, I know men's team, they get ice cream on the road. If the women's team knocks off Notre Dame, me, I will get ice cream in their honor on Sunday. My promise to y'all, I'll go get ice cream because they deserve it if they knock off Notre Dame. So, big weekend for pack basketball, both men and women. Um, very excited to see how this all plays out.
0: You know what? We we'll start off. We'll start off the the next episode with some ice cream. If I'll if eat we, ice
1: cream on air, I'll exactly, right here.
0: exactly. We'll we'll start off with a couple of scoops of, of of good stuff. If we if we get two wins this weekend, I'm definitely doing it. I'm definitely Absolutely. doing it. But um, you know, I'm I'm gonna just tell you if we win either one of these, right? for us on the road, that's ice cream worthy. Are women knocking off uh, Notre Dame? That's ice cream worthy. Either way, if we get an NC State win, y'all best believe. I'm going to be here with the fresh scoop, with the big spoon now. The big spoon, not the little spoon. We, we're big guys on this show, all right? Grayson's a little less big than me, but he's a big guy in his own right. We're going to go ahead and get us some ice cream. Thank you all so very much for coming out. We appreciate you every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. Go Pack. <laughs>
1: Are Locked On Wolf Pack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
0: every day.